I'm, I'm really disappointed I couldn't find that video because it's a real treat for you. Um, but don't worry, buddy. I will put all my resources on finding it. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a life-changing video. And I feel like it's more than appropriate for our, our podcast for everyone else to enjoy as well. Uh, however, there are certain places I can't put it without it being, um, uh, let's say, problematic for... Uh, old Zuckerberg uh, to take us down so uh, maybe Twitter's going to be the best place for it oh you're talking about the one that Renisha said yes yes uh, it is uh, the reason we are beyond saving as a species uh, and uh, I, I can't find that to save my life oh hopefully you don't find it because from your reaction it did not sound pleasant it's alright friend you'll be fine uh, but in the meantime until I can find that you ready to do some jokes I, uh, I sure am. <laughs> you said yours is likely to shove you further into the tears of hell. Uh-huh. All right, let's, let's see how bad it is. Why does Helen Keller masturbate with only one hand? Oh, God. I don't know why. <laughs> so she can moan with the other one? Oh, Russell. Russell, a Helen Keller joke? I told you it was going to be a, a bad one. Uh, God fucking damn it. Alright, well, that's fine. I've got one for you. It's I don't think it's quite as dark, but I like it, and it that means it's problematic. <laughs> Alright, you ready? I'm ready. Do you know why The Hunchback of Notre Dame is my favorite Disney movie? No, why? I love a good hero story with a twisted backstory. <sighs> Oof. <laughs> that wasn't as bad as mine. No, no. That one that one fell pale a little bit in comparison to yours. Well, you can thank TikTok again for showing me that nice joke. How do people tell jokes like that and not get banned? I don't know. <laughs> All right, well, I think that's enough of that. Let's get on with the show, then. Gather round, we've got stories to tell How the human race should be erased from space We're horrible people and deserve to die If you don't believe me, then I'll tell you why We've caused genocides and mass extinction Humans causing bad pollution Amazon is burning down California's on shaky ground Ted Cruz and Cancun people deny the moon Gun crime is on the rise, hypocrisy and evil lies Leadership is on vacation, God is doing tax evasion Police increasing jurisdiction overdue for extinction We're going to go ahead and take a breather from the dumb and give our poor mental gerbils a chance to recover. While we do, we'll let you listen to some of our sponsor breaks because even the gerbils need fed too. And we're back. Thank you so much for listening to the sponsors. Let's go ahead and dive right back into the dumb before we get too relaxed. Welcome back to another episode of Overdue for Extinction, the podcast where we demonstrate on a weekly basis why our species should have been wiped out by now. I am your father. You may call me Daddy. <laughs> that breathing did not sound like Darth Vader. 
you know what, buddy? I don't fucking sound like Darth Vader. I don't have anything for you, all right? You, you could probably help me out and put in a little Darth Vader breathing, but I'm sure you'll leave it as is. Oh, I absolutely will. Now, who the fuck are you, then? I got nothing this week. I'm <laughs> Russ. You're just Russ. Uh, you could write the most mediocre book, uh, autobiography book, called Just Russ. <laughs> yep, and it's just one word. On like 200 pages, just my name over and over again. No, no, there will be plenty of Overwatch in there somewhere, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, I'm almost sorry for making you hear me make that impersonation and uh, the um, permission to call me daddy. Almost. But in any case, this week's example of why we're overdue for another planet-wiping meteor storm is one that a lot of you have probably already heard about, but uh, we haven't waited on it yet. So, Russ, I would like to... Uh, Get to know what fictional mascots you find attractive enough to fuck, all right? Oh, I got a lot of them. Okay, good, good. Uh, I, I know we had talked at one point about um, uh, that video that I sent you where the man was trying to explain to his wife about uh, Sonic fandom and why people wanted to fuck <laughs> Sonic characters. So I look forward to uh, to finding out uh, how you rule these, uh, these people uh, and uh, things that I present with you today. Oh boy. <laughs> but before we get to that, Russ, do you have any experiences over the last week that uh, was dumb enough that maybe keeps you awake at night? Honestly, no. I don't really think I have anything this week. It's been a really... Um, well, I, I know we've got uh, a mutual thing to talk about. It feels like a lifetime ago, but it wasn't uh, even a whole week. I know, it does feel like... Well, it was almost a full week. Yeah, well, it's because we're recording later this week than normal. We're we're really bad yeah. at saying Wednesdays are the days we're absolutely going to do it, and then something happens every Wednesday. <laughs> well, it's not our fault, so we can at least take solace in that. Yeah. Um, so I guess if you want to talk about that first and foremost, since it's the um, about the only thing you have that was um, really outstanding this week, we can talk about it. All right. Um, so we went and saw Avenue Q last Saturday. Um, anyone who is unfamiliar with Avenue Q, um, it is a very fucked up Sesame Street kind of, um, parody. Um, that's about the best I can describe it. Yep, that's about right. Um, there's a, a, a interesting soundtrack involved with the, uh, the production. Uh, I think perhaps what most people who aren't maybe familiar with it by name might have heard once or twice is the Internet is for Porn song. Iconic. Yes, it is. Um, I, I've been meaning to go back and listen to the whole um, uh, soundtrack now that we've watched it. Um, but uh, So I didn't know what to go, what to expect going into the show because I knew it was going to be, you know, fucked up adult humor, Sesame Street. And uh, I've never seen anything about it. I did see and have heard the song The Internet is for Porn, so I had a somewhat idea of an idea what I was going into. Um, we get in there, and uh, the first thing was the fucking seats were basically merged together. Those seats were fucking awful. I don't think I've been to a... I've been to one theater before where the seats were bad, but these were worse. And they weren't exactly like they weren't. They weren't just sitting next to each other as close as they could be. I'm almost certain their atoms rubbing together. <laughs> and uh, they, the seats were like the ones that you would find at like a, uh, like a party hall or something that you would like run out for a big party. They're like the metal chairs with like the little cushion in the middle. 
That's exactly what they are. And then they have the metal bars on both sides of you. Not mm-hmm. not armrests, just metal bars for the seats so your ass cheeks go numb halfway through. Mm-hmm. My back uh, was killing me. Yeah, my back was rough too. And it was really hot in there too as we kept talking about over and over. Um, well, it's probably and, because we are all sitting on top of each other. <laughs> right. Uh, at one point I looked over at the thermostat and noticed it was set to 69, which felt appropriate for the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, the, the, once the uh, show actually got started, about 15 minutes late, um, they the some of the cast starts coming out and does the opening song, which is about how how terrible it is to be them because everything goes wrong and their life just sucks. And uh-huh. I was like, I didn't realize that we were coming to see something so relatable. Avenue Q is an incredibly relatable play. This oh is the second God. time I saw it. Yeah, it was, it was a pretty fantastic, uh, opening number. Um, what I what what uh, I did do immediately um, before we started the show is kind of just take in my surroundings and see who all was there, and I noticed it was a lot of um, let's say uh, people you would expect to show up at a um, left wing movement, and I say that as someone who is primarily left wing, but there were a lot of like very obvious lesbians and people of the arts and uh it, it was exactly the type of crowd you expected to be there at the show uh-huh. and uh I mean, there was one person that we all noticed and and mocked uh in our little chat uh group um the old woman who looked like <laughs> she had come along because her daughter told her that she wanted to take her to a play but did not inform her what she was there to see did you, you know uh, what? get a look at her the entire time? No, but I'm actually realizing something. What's that? I don't know if you were going to talk about the guy that uh, made the comment to the singer. No, I wasn't going to mention that, but if you want to go ahead. So there was a guy that when the main girl finished a song, he like clapped and said, Man, that girl can sing. And I'm like 95% sure that that was her dad. And I think that old woman was sitting next to her, right? Or next to him? Uh, I I heard the comment, but I didn't see where he was sitting. Because that might have been the girl's grandmother, but I'm not 100% sure on that. I mean, when you when you hear your granddaughter is in a, a performance, you, of course, want to support her and go to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like she looked like one of those sweet, well, not sweet old ladies. She looked like a bitter old bitch, if, if we're going to be honest. She did. Uh, she was very straight-faced. Uh, Kristen, I think, watched her during uh, a lot of the play or musical. I don't know what, what it was. I guess musical because it was. Yeah, I was going to say because it had a lot of music in it. Um, but, um, yeah, she, she watched her for a lot of it and I watched her because she was in a real pissy mood that we were all crammed (laughs) together and her ass was, uh, um, numb from the seat and the back pain, like you said, was a real problem. And, uh, we kept hoping that nobody was going to fill in next to her so we could spread out. Um, and then when intermission came and we could spread out, she was reluctant to push the chairs away. So when nobody was there, why didn't we like sit in every other chair? Um, there was a space between her and the people that were sitting on the other side of her. Um, oh. so they kind of crowded us in when I think realistically they should have realized the close seating I moved themselves so that we could also spread out. But yeah, ideally it would have been nice to have done that. Um, 
But yeah, she she said that there there was no period where she was laughing or smiling. She made a lot of faces, but none of them were pleased. And then we got to what I think was the most unexpected part of the uh, play, the musical, um, with the puppets fucking. And <laughs> I, 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 they had said some wild things. I can't remember the order of the songs, but there was that song about about everyone's a little bit racist, and so mm-hmm. like uh, there was some wild shit in this this musical. I was not expecting full on puppet fucking, and oh, yeah. these are not like people dressed in costumes or they're for like some furry convention or whatever. <laughs> uh, these were people wearing puppets on their arms, and then they were they were kind of mashed up together a little bit while they were having these puppets fuck on a small like uh, circular lounge table, and. Um, <laughs> It got more weird than that. Uh, the female puppet had tits, like actual breast yep. and nipple. So mm-hmm. I was just like, Jesus fucking Christ, what did we pay for? I wasn't expecting to come to a show about puppets fucking. Yeah, it's it's a very adult show. And it's funny because there were, there were like, like I said, a lot of adult themes up to that point. Some of the things in the songs weren't very... Um, uh, family appropriate but at one point i thought well i know this is a funny puppet show with some adult humor in it i thought maybe trace would have liked to have come you know if we had known about you know there are multiple showings we could have come to another night too and then we got to the puppet fucking i was like there's no way in hell yeah if you would have said something that you were thinking about maybe having trace come to it i would have been like "Uh uh-uh he is not going to be good for this. No, no, it would have been too late. We were already paid for the tickets and told you that we had uh, bought the tickets to go see it with him. And, and I don't know, would you have been a good friend at that point and told me to get out as soon as we could? Yes, I would have. I, I was going to say, I wish you have been like, oh, enjoy the show. <laughs> no, because it doesn't just torture you. It would also torture Trace. It's going to advance his maturity by like six years. <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah so that was an interesting uh interesting scene um and then uh amongst the other themes there was the suicide joke where the uh the what were those fucking bears called the bad idea bears i think so yeah and uh the one character was all depressed and like nothing's going right and he can't find his purpose and they're like we got you a rope to kill yourself <laughs> Oh, it's like Jesus fucking Christ! Like I, I had some inclination going in with that knowledge of that song, but <laughs> yeah, that play is definitely very easily offensive to people. Oh yeah, and when it got to that sex scene with the puppets, that old woman really looked like she had wished she had already been dead. <laughs> <laughs> she looked like she wished somebody had just drove a knife into her already and, and been done with it. But she she didn't leave during intermission. She came back, so I don't know I don't know who she was there to support, but she really supported them. Yeah. Oh. Uh, and uh I think what I, I did not like um what was at the end. Well they gave us a heads up in the beginning, so I was kind of weary about it, what expecting it the entire time, was they raised money for um various donation um or charities. <laughs> And uh, they were saying how the one night they raised so much and the second night they raised so much. So they said since it was the final performance, they wanted to try to outraise the other performances. Um, and it was, I don't remember. I can't honestly tell you. I didn't pay attention to her opening remarks. Um, I didn't either. It, it was to some good cause. I don't know. 
they donated to puppies one night. I don't fucking remember. Um, but uh, she was like, so if a puppet comes out to you uh, and tries to get money from you in a basket, you know, throw something in if you can um, afford to. And if we miss you, um, there's an orange basket in the back of the room. You can go after the show and put money in there. And uh, the entire planet was, the entire um, show was in the back of my mind. Like, are these puppets going to come out and, like, shake us down? Like, <laughs> I didn't know if during, like, the offstage times of some of the characters, they were going to come around to the audience with the puppets and, like, do things to you. Like, that would have made me real mad. I would hate to have had to beat the shit out of a puppet in front of everybody else. Yep. I mean, so, it's normal for a theater to ask for donations. Um, the main one that I go to around me in Cleveland, that one has like a donation bucket for when you leave, but they don't make a big deal out of it. And I think it was kind of tacky to kind of integrate it into the play. Yeah, it, I don't know if that's part of the actual, like, the show itself or if that's just something they added on. Um, but they're, they how they incorporated it was there was a big musical number um, where one of the characters is homeless and out on the street and uh, they're, he's like, hey, just give me anything you can to help. And then um, one of the characters donates to him. And then he's like, wait, if I donate to uh, my money to this cause, then, you know, so-and-so will happen. I don't want to give plot, plot spoilers away if there is such a thing to be given about this uh, this piece of art we went to watch. Um, but uh, And then he's like, but... Well, we only pulled together like six dollars. That's not going to be enough for it. So, like, what if we had help from all of you? And then they break the fourth wall, and then they do a whole big number, musical number about giving because it makes you feel good and helps other people. And that's when they started coming around with the baskets. And I was like, I swear to God, I swear to God, I'll fucking shake a puppet down. Uh, uh, that it is actually part of the play. That is a uh, song from it. Okay, so it wasn't just like someone was like, "Hey, I can write a song to get money out of these people." <laughs> nope. When I saw it the first time, though, they didn't like have everybody pay them money right then and there. They probably didn't um, have much success raising money, having it as an afterthought. So they uh, thought they would uh, take care of that um, with uh, with doing that in the song. Mm-hmm. But uh, luckily, um, despite our complaints about how we were all crammed in the center of the row and there were people on either side of us and we wanted to just to spread out, we were on the inside of the row and towards the middle, so it was impossible for them to come to us and pressure us into giving money. <laughs> yeah, Sarah wanted to give them money, but I, I had $5 on me, so I gave it to her to give to them, but she never did, and I just got my money back. I was going to say, did Sarah shake you down for 5 bucks? <laughs> No, she likes to like give to charity and like give ridiculous tips. We were we were discussing before we started recording how she's far too nice sometimes and we, we need to like incorporate a little seed of evil in her just to kinda of balance her out. I'm sure it'll rub off eventually. Eventually. I mean I don't want to go full asshole mode to really rub it in, but if we have to, I guess we can. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so it was really a really good cause, I'm sure, whatever it was they said it was for. <laughs> um, but I didn't even have money on me, so if I wanted to give, I couldn't give, which is a good reason to pretend like I definitely would have. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's, that's, about, uh, that's about what I've got for, for Avenue Q, if you have anything else. No, that's about it. I, I think this performance was worse than the one that I saw. Was it really? I didn't... There was no point where I thought it was like 
bad, but I also haven't watched it compared to anything else. I did see um, a couple clips online on YouTube of like bigger theaters, but I was weary going in because I was like, this looks like something that a middle school put together for the prop set. The theater I saw it at, which is the same one that I was just talking about a little bit ago in Cleveland, um, I think that they... I don't want to put the actors down at this one, but a lot of them seemed to be uncomfortable on stage and like didn't really... Like, I was aware that they were actors on stage. They weren't, like, selling their roles, if that makes sense. Right. Well, uh, I'll tell you who wasn't um, wasn't um, uh, embarrassed, I guess, for to perform was... Um, oh, my God. What was the human's name? The, the Brian. actual... Yeah, Brian. When he fucking gets up and drops trowel in front of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh, I uh, okay. He's uh, that's his underwear. That's really what he's got." Yep. Uh, but I, I'm gonna one up you. I went to go see the Hannibal music musical. I or, wasn't aware that was a musical. Yeah, it's Silence of the Lambs is the actual title. But uh, in that one, I don't know if you're familiar with the movie. Uh, I've never seen it, but I, I'm familiar with the, the general gist of it. So there's a point where the guy is like naked and tucks his penis behind his like thighs to make it look like, look like he has a vagina. Uh-huh, that's, that's and, the part I'm familiar with. <laughs> and during the play version, they actually did that. So I got to see a man's... Oh my god. ...fun bits. And I think for auditioning for that role, knowing that that's part of the 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 performance you're putting on, you can't go in there if you have a Vienna sausage. <laughs> you, you have to have something you can talk at least. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That's bold. I um I I don't think I've ever been to a performance where they've done actual nudity. Um, you didn't implied see nudity, but that's it. Yeah, you didn't see his penis or anything, but you like he like turned around, tucked, and then turned back and like opened his robe, and he was just full on naked. Oh, so you just got a little tuck penis then? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I guess it's better than him flopping dong, and then you just watching him do it. Uh huh. Uh, well, then to further um, expand on that scene, uh, do you have an answer to his his inquiry? What inquiry? Isn't that when he says, uh, "Would you fuck? Would me? you fuck me? I'd fuck me so hard." The answer would be no. Oh, I mean, he 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 exposed himself to you on on live stage, and it seemed like he was really working for it. Little hairless boys are not my my thing. But other types of boys? No, not really any types <laughs> of boys. I mean, you made it a very narrow <coughs> uh, selection, so I, I wanted to make sure we didn't have to just zoom out a little bit. No. Okay, all right, fair enough. Um, we'll see if, um, if uh, brand mascots are more your thing. All I can say is I definitely have a type. <laughs> yes, I believe uh, I have pieced together that from some of the TikToks that you sent me. Um, and I know that anyone that tells you you're a good boy is uh, a type. Uh-huh. 
<laughs> it absolutely is. As it's become our twisted game of uh, playing on each other's praise kinks and sending videos, instructing the other that they're a good boy. And then we also have the other game we do with exchanging videos um, that ultimately end up being flipping off to the person. <laughs> yep. So it, it's an interesting relationship we've got. It really is. Never would have thought this would have happened one year ago. No, no. Uh, it was a bit of a slow roll, too. Like, uh, we, <coughs> we didn't remember anything about each other. You couldn't remember Kristen's name. Couldn't remember your name. Couldn't remember. Yeah, I think you said I, you thought I was Andrew. To be fair, I was also talking to an Andrew from Bumble at the same time. I talked to people on there um, still. I'm, I'm, I'm getting to that point where I'm burning out on my... Uh, um, my social battery, which means it's about time to deactivate my account and pretend like I'm never going back again. <laughs> but the couple of people that I have talked to, like I've taken some of those friendships, I guess they're not really friendships, or more acquaintances, um, off off of Bumble and into texting or on Facebook, and then that seems to be where it dies. Like they just stop talking to me. And I'm like, am, am I an issue here, or have I just found other people like myself that won't initiate conversation and they make you come to the <laughs> <laughs> So I've got a real bad habit of doing that. And I apologize to one of my friends who uh, texts me every other day or so because he doesn't hear from me ever. So it was like, it's not that I don't want to talk to you. It's just that I won't. So you have to do it. Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised we even like continue talking to each other just because I'm the kind of person that like won't really respond until somebody messages me. And I was also really bad at responding to you. Yeah, we we just we we have a special relationship where we send each other fucked up things, and I think we, I mean, we we were good at getting um, exchanges back and forth before we started the podcast, but I think starting the podcast really enforced that we had to be more conversational with each other. I think that was when our friendship really started to become like actual friends at that point too. No, so it all it took was a, a a joint commitment to care enough about each other's existence. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I guess I'm off to start like 500 other podcasts with other people. That do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hope you're good at editing all of them because I don't think any of them know how to do that. Uh, I don't know about that. Oh, well. Okay, well, you should just clear your plate and we'll, we'll get back to you. Um, just, that sounds like a living hell. <laughs> so uh, not a lot happened um, with my week beyond the sex uh, puppet sex show we went to see, um, I did have an example or, or something that happened, and this also feels like an eternity ago. And I don't know; it was just earlier this week. I think it was Monday. Um, so I went to McDonald's and I got myself a couple of double cheeseburgers for lunch, and I uh, went uh, into the uh, park um, spot for them to bring it out to you. And the woman came out probably five minutes after I'd placed my order and, and paid for it. And um, she brought me out my bag of cheeseburgers and said, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry about that. And also handed me a snack size McFlurry. And I thought, oh, OK. Uh, I said, no worries. Have a good day. And I rolled up my window, unsure why I had gotten this McFlurry. Like, I didn't wait for a long period of time. Um, she didn't mess up my order. They didn't tell me I was going to have to wait 
you know, longer and pull up to the next window or whatever and wait for my food. So I don't know what this McFlurry was for. And if anything, I made her come outside and it was like 18 degrees outside. So I'm the <laughs> asshole that owed her ice cream. Um, so I didn't know what to do with this ice cream. And I texted you right after because I can't tell Kristen about it because this was a treat that I got without telling her. Cause if, if, if I get food, fast food without her, she gets upset. I didn't get her something. So you're the only person I can tell. Um, and really that just gives you more fodder in case one day you decide to blackmail me. <laughs> um, but I, I didn't know what to do with this ice cream. I, I texted you and I was like, do I eat it? Is it poison? <laughs> like, I think it might've meant for somebody else. And she thought it was mine. And you're like, yeah, it's probably fine. Yeah, she better just vabbed in it or something. Right. Yeah. I mean, for all I know, maybe she did. Um, I go there quite, uh, quite frequently, probably a couple times a week. If I don't pack lunch, like if we don't have anything at home to take for lunch, I'll go to McDonald's a couple times a week. So maybe my name pops up enough during that afternoon shift that they know who I am by name. Even though Anthony's a fairly common name, they go, "Oh, the same dude about the same time every day." And maybe it's like a loyalty reward or something. <laughs> I mean, unless they have your last name, because your last name is not even remotely common. Yeah, and that actually really annoys me. I, I contemplate changing it at least once a year. Um, I had uh, I just taken my uh, 3D printer in for repair a couple weeks ago, and uh, the dude had it spelled like every letter he could have gotten right, he got wrong. Uh, so it's it's Hockenberry H O C K E N B E R R Y, and I think he put like H A W K I N B E R R or just uh, B E R Y just one R. Uh, so it was it was very wrong, and uh, so I had to correct him on it because he was also emailing me uh, the receipt. So I wanted to make sure I had the receipt. Jeez, uh, um, I never even thought your last name was hard to spell. Yeah, I didn't either. Um, and it's been a real a real bummer, too, growing up because teenagers are real mean. So uh, I had people uh, always, like, phlegm up when they say my last name just because they thought it would be funny. I go, Ken Barry. Yeah, it was nice. Um, and, uh, and so I, um, I I completely lost. Oh, my, my ice cream. I was like, I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so maybe she vabbed in it. Maybe it was, like, a, a nice little, like, um, sacrifice to the gods or something. Uh, ulti- uh, ultimately, what ended up going through my head was that scene in Family Guy when uh, Meg is obsessed and in love with Brian, and she makes him the pie and puts her hair yep. in it. <laughs> she, she goes, I put my hair in the pie. Do you feel it? Do you feel my hair inside of you? <laughs> and so I started thinking about that for a while as I was eating the ice cream. And ultimately, <laughs> I did eat it. But I, I told you that if something happens to me, it's this weird ice cream that I didn't order but somehow made its way to my hand. And in these situations, you learn a lot about yourself. Um, because, I mean, like... I did not know, for example, I'm the kind of person who accepts mysterious and unexpected treats from strangers. But, I mean, also, if you look at me, of course I'm that person because I would be the easiest person to capture for sex trafficking. Like, all someone would have to do is shake a bag of Taco Bell at me from a windowless van and I'm going to go for a ride to see what I can do for a chalupa. Jesus Christ. (laughs) 
Uh, not a lot I would do for a Klondike bar, but there are quite a few <coughs> shameless uh, things I would consider for some Taco Bell. <laughs> Uh, but all, all in all, I seem to have been okay. I mean, I, I as you can hear, I have this this cough and this sickness uh, going on. And uh, at this point, I don't even know that I can keep calling it a sickness because it just seems like it's my normal state of being anymore. <laughs> yeah, I think just from now on, you're going to be the sick podcaster. Yeah, I really just, I go from one thing to another. And it's because there are five fucking people that live here. Uh, I go to work and expose myself to other Nope, that's not right. I'm exposed by other people's sicknesses. <laughs> I don't go exposing myself to work. Uh, that's a whole other thing entirely, and I could probably make some money off of that. Probably. Um, but uh, And then Trace is in school now, so all the sick kids that don't get taken out of school because their parents can't stay home with them, they're there and passing that shit on, and then it just gets <coughs> just gets cycled around from one person to the other. Oh, that's so why it's I, nice to work from home and not have kids. Yeah, I tell see you, people at all. The two years that I was forced to wear a mask everywhere, I fucking hated it. But I didn't get sick one goddamn day, and now yeah. all of a sudden I'm back in the public without any kind of protection, and it's just breathing in death every day. Uh huh. Um, but uh, in any case, so that was uh, that was that. Um, Another interesting thing did happen a couple of days ago. I went back and got more McDonald's. As I said, I uh, I go periodically when I don't have food in the house to take. Um, and uh, this time, I didn't get a free ice cream, but I did get um, one of my double cheeseburgers had a third patty on it. Ooh, extra so, patty. Yeah, somebody in there is trying to fatten me up. <laughs> and I don't know for what reason, but I'm going to keep going back to find out. Well, probably got a hit of a lector in there or something that wants to eat you. Uh, well, I, I, at least if they're going to do it, I don't have to tuck my penis in between my legs. Yeah, as long as you're a size 14. I do hope they like their um, their meat dry, though, because my skin in the winter is fucking just a nightmare. I can't stop scratching up my knuckles and then they start bleeding and then they're irritated and painful because of it. Um, That's what they make lotion for. Listen, I even bought extra strength moisturizing healing lotion for this purpose and I still don't fucking use it. I don't know what's wrong with me, Russ. It's probably the ice cream. Let's blame that. Sure, you gotta blame something. Just not (laughs) yourself. Uh... Well, speaking of uh, people I can blame and things that happen in my week, um, let's also discuss Kristen, who (laughs) (laughs) locked us out of our house. Um, That was the night Oliver was real bad, too, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Yeah, it was. He he woke up at like 2 a.m. and decided for the rest of the night that he was just done sleeping. And so every time we would put him back in his crib after he fell asleep, he would wake up and scream and then just stand and scream at us until we picked him back up again. And uh, it got to the point where I was fine with just sleeping with him in the bed. He's uh, about a year and a half now, so we're um, past the point of being super dangerous. Like, we're not going to roll over and kill him. I think if uh, I roll over and feel a baby, I'm going to notice there's a baby. <laughs> um, but Kristen doesn't like it still. And uh, and so she said, well, we can't sleep with him in here. And I just said, okay, well, i got to get up for work soon, so I can't lose sleep all night. I have to sleep some. Um, she took that as I was commanding that she had to get out of bed. 
And I didn't say she had to, but I was implying it. Um, and she did, and she got angry, and she brought him back up at like 5.30 and put him back to bed because that's when he was officially ready to go to sleep. But she was mad at me, so she didn't want to sleep in bed with me the rest of the night. So she <laughs> slept on the couch. But it, it's whatever. I, I was tired. Uh, I was getting frustrated with the baby, and I knew that I wasn't going to be um, the nicest to the baby if I got up with him at 2 a.m. and stayed up until 5.30. So... Um, plus she gets to sleep a couple extra hours cause she takes Trace to school. So she gets up at eight instead of six, like I have to. And, uh, in her tired stupor state, she wasn't talking to me when she got up in the morning until she locked herself out of the house. She left her keys inside the house, um, and then locked the door, the doorknob, which uh, the keys on the ring inside the house. So she couldn't get back in. And she texted me and she said, what are we going to do? And I said, what do you mean, what are we going to do? First off, I'm stuck at work. And second of all, you have to get back into the house eventually. So call some locksmiths and see what they're going to charge. And she called around and got some rates. And they weren't great rates. They were going to cost anywhere between, uh, I think it was like 70 bucks and like 130 bucks or something like that. So um, she ended up calling her um, stepdad and was fortunate enough that he was able to come cut the lock out of the door and then just play, replace it temporarily with a internal uh, doorknob. So instead of having like the ability to lock it, it's just a knob. Um, and I hate I hated the shit out of it, so we gotta replace it soon. Um, but it was just it was um, an interesting experience going from sleeplessness to homelessness briefly and uh, worrying if I was going to get to uh, go home and go into home or if I was just going to sit outside and wait for a locksmith. You just have horrible luck. I really do. Um, I guess, though, that it all adds up to something because I get to talk about it here. Uh, Oh, uh, speaking of uh, people who apparently hold ill... um, uh, not visions, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, they, they think poorly of me. Uh, I found out uh, this week my daughter thinks that I kill gerbils. <laughs> so uh, I won't go into any great long detail, but we had two gerbils uh, that we placed in our uh, oldest son's room because he wanted pets, and we thought gerbils would be a great uh, first pet, uh, despite having dogs and cats because apparently they can go fuck themselves. They don't count. Um but we got the gerbils because he went in gerbils, and uh, they died eventually. They they lived like two and a half, three years, something like that, and they died. And for some reason, they've been dead for, uh, I'd say, four or five months now. They've been gone for a little while. And my daughter was in his room, and she she goes in, and she asked Kristen where the gerbils are. And she says, what do you mean? She said, where are the gerbils? And she said, they died, honey. And evidently, without hesitation, Amelia responded, because daddy killed them? (laughs) Why? Why of all of the potential death scenarios did you immediately go to, I must have been the one to kill them? Well, she, I guess, thinks really highly of you. Right. Like, I... I don't understand. I get. I have a little bit of a temper sometimes when I'm not being listened to, or when things are, you know, all piling up on me all at once. And uh, as a parent with young children, I tend to blow up, as does every other parent. So I don't know if she has like seen me in one of my scary days and thought that dude definitely looks like he's capable of killing small creatures like me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But um, but yeah, that 
I, I don't know, man. I got nothing else. She just really loves you. Yeah, she's a real fucking nightmare. I might have accidentally called her a cunt out of um, um, instinct. Um, there have been times where she just like willingly does the exact opposite of what I do just because she knows it'll be funny to irritate me. And I'll just be like, you fucking cunt. And then, you know, I'm in trouble with Kristen at that point, so it just kind of escalates. You're always in trouble with Kristen, so <laughs> does it really even matter? If, if I wasn't in trouble with Kristen, I don't think that we would have a marriage at all. I would think something's wrong if you weren't in trouble. Right. Well, in my defense, though, she knew what she was getting into when she married me, so it's kind of on her. Yeah, that's true. Now she's stuck. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, she could go, I guess, but I think she realizes that if she goes, obviously I'm the one who has, well, I was going to say the job, but now it's two jobs. I won't go into all of that, but I am now also selling my soul to a pizza shop, um, so I'll be making pizzas in the evenings uh, in addition to working a full-time job during the day. <laughs> so, you know, I didn't have enough reason to want to kill myself, so I upped the ante a little bit. Yep, good reason to buy uh, stock and toasters right now. Toasters, or if I could find some friends that wanted to get me some rope already pre-tied. I could do that. <laughs> I hope you make a strong knot, buddy. I'm going to need it. I'm a hefty fella. <laughs> uh, so that was uh, that was my week in a nutshell. Uh, there's probably other little things here and there, but um, that's, that's really the, the meat of it. It's hard to remember everything that goes on. It really is. That's why I keep notes on a weekly basis, and then I delete them after we record the episode because I'm like, I will not remember any of this shit. Like, I honestly forgot we went to see Avenue Q until I looked at my notes. <laughs> uh, fucking hell. Um, but anyway, uh, if you have nothing else to add, we can get into our topic of the week. I think I'm good. All right. So, uh, as a lot of you may have heard, last year, uh, Tucker Carlson, who is an anchor uh, on Fox News, had um, had raged against Mars, the company responsible for making candies such as M&Ms, because they were on a campaign to try to make their candy mascots a little bit uh, more inclusive. Um I, I, we have a little bit of a, a clip here that uh, we can play for you, just in case you might have missed that. M&Ms were pushing intolerance, but they were. They've been changed. You're seeing the changes right now on your screen. The green M&M, you will notice, is no longer wearing sexy boots. Now she's wearing sensible sneakers. Why the change? Well, according to M&Ms, quote, we all win when we see more women in leading roles because leading women do not wear sexy boots. Leading women wear frumpy shoes. The frumpier, the better. That's the rule. All right, uh, so... <laughs> Tucker Carlson, as you can hear, is very angry that the uh, green M&M, well, starting with the green M&M, that was his first point of of conjecture. The green M&M is no longer wearing high heel shoes. She's now wearing sensible uh, tennis shoes instead. Um, He also really likes the word frumpy, too, if you've noticed from that clip. Yeah, I noticed. It is a fun word to say, though. It is. It's a, it's a word that isn't used too often, but he uses it um, to describe both the shoes and uh, in another uh, another clip that I saw of him talking about um, the green and I think it's the green and brown M&M seem to have a relationship together. Uh, he calls them frumpy lesbian m <laughs> <laughs> So I don't know. 
I don't know if he doesn't know what the word frumpy is, or if he feels like a gay relationship has the same qualities as a tennis shoe. But, um, so he really rages there about about them changing the candy so much that you wouldn't want to have a drink with them. Like, I don't understand what the upset is here. He must just be that horny for the green M M&M and M that it just offended him. I, I guess. Um, I've never. I mean, okay, so we've 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 talked about people um, doing fan art of of uh, various cartoon characters, and oftentimes those uh, cartoon characters are depicted in um, uh, I don't know the right word. They're they're fucking a lot of the time. Uh, uh-huh. We're just gonna, I, I guess, instead of dancing around the bush about it, we'll just be uh, out front with it. Um, they're fucking. Uh, so you can find really any fandom you want, from like Nintendo uh, characters to um, other video game characters. Overwatch is a big um, uh, fandom uh, crowd. Um, but uh, you can find anything your little heart desires. And uh, someone has either drawn or <laughs> animated them having their genitals out and using them as they should. Good old rule 34. Yes, yes, good rule 34. Some of them who don't have uh, dicks uh, sometimes end up with dicks as well. Um, that would be called futa. I didn't know there was a word for it. Mm-hmm. All right, well, thank you for bringing your dark web knowledge to the episode. <laughs> you are very welcome. I'm happy to do it. I'm I'm feeling a little more content in my not um, my being the one who is the corrupted one when we get to the worst of humanity section. Now I feel <laughs> like we're we're back in our proper places again. <sighs> but in any case, Tucker Carlson is so upset that they're not sexy anymore and they're wearing more practical uh, footwear um, to the point where you wouldn't want to have a drink with them. It almost sounds like he's fantasized about roofing them, and now he doesn't want to have sex with them anymore because they're wearing tennis shoes. I mean, based on the way he talks, that honestly makes sense. The other big change is that the brown M&M has, quote, transitioned from high stilettos to lower block heels. Also less sexy. That's progress. M&Ms will not be satisfied until every last cartoon character is deeply unappealing and totally androgynous. Until the moment you wouldn't want to have a drink with any one of them. That's the goal. When you're totally turned off, we've achieved equity. They've won. Okay, so in addition to the green M&M no wearing high heels, now the brown M&M is also changed out of her um, her high heel stilettos and is now wearing more of a block heels. So because they're thicker uh, heel support, now they're less sexy. Exactly. Gotta have those piercing heels to make them sexy. He says Mars Mars will not be satisfied until every candy is highly unappealing. I just they weren't they weren't sexual to begin with. I think the when the green M and M first came out, she was um, flirty, but I don't think by any means it was like the peanut M M&M and M was popping a boner for her or anything. Well, I think that there's some people that don't understand the difference between flirty and like sexy. I think Tucker Carlson is definitely one of them. <laughs> Me too. He, he seems to believe too that when uh, you are completely turned off and not sexually aroused by the M and M's, that is when we have achieved equitable, um, uh, equal uh, rights. <laughs> 
Meanwhile, in a nod to the burgeoning wellness movement, the orange M&M will, quote, acknowledge and embrace his anxiety. And actually, if you look at him, the orange M&M does appear very anxious. Maybe he doesn't like all the ugly new shoes he sees around him. Maybe he liked the sexy boots. Maybe the orange M&M is a secret sexist himself. Uh, oh, yeah. They're, okay. So in addition to the... Um, in addition to the... Uh, um the Eminem is no longer being sexy. He's also railing on the orange Eminems too. Uh, the orange Eminem who seems to be kind of an anxious fella. Um, apparently, we don't want our candy to be nervous either. I mean, you gotta have relatable Eminems. Right. Anxious people are. He's very not there. He's very concerned that the reason that the orange Eminem is anxious is because he doesn't like all the new shoes that the other Eminems are wearing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's so fucking stupid. I just can't believe, like, this just feels like such an SNL skit or something that it, this is real. It absolutely does. Like, if this wasn't... Um, if this wasn't actually broadcast on, on news, you would think that it was an SNL skit. Um, he closes out that that bit um, saying that the orange M&M uh, is probably so anxious because he doesn't like that the sexy shoes have gone away because he's a secret <laughs> sexist himself. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, so um, you might wonder why we're trudging up this... Um, this topic a year later after it has already made its way around. Uh, and it's because Tucker Carlson has come back on his, <laughs> on his hatred of the M&Ms changing their mascot or their, uh, candy spokespeople to be less sexual. Um, he, he also goes on to, uh, rail against the green and brown ones being lesbians. Like I said, he calls them frumpy lesbians. <laughs> uh, it, it really, it all sounds like a cry for help. If you're asking me, <laughs> Um, he, he, I, I think though, what Tucker comes off as is one of those guys when he hits on a girl, uh, she sees him as really creepy and because she doesn't like him and take to his, his flirting, she, uh, must clearly be a lesbian. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think one of the more wild things about this rant was that he also goes on after, um, that clip, he, he rants for a little bit longer. Um, he fat shames the purple Eminem. Have you seen the purple Eminem? Uh, just from that clip that you're watching yeah it looks like um it looks like a, a peanut m&m um but there it made her you know not the same um shape and size as the other ones because they're they're also trying to promote body positivity and inclusion which is great like there's no reason anybody should be upset about this but for some reason in addition to uh, in addition to them becoming less sexy and becoming frumpy lesbians, he's also going to fat shame the purple M&M. Like, I, I don't understand what's happening. It's the real stand-up guy I guess, <laughs> that just wants, doesn't like change in uh, his I M&Ms. I, I feel like Tucker Carlson is secretly the kind of man that pays for a, a larger dominatrix to come sit on his face and suffocate him. <laughs> Oh my god. Uh well since we can no longer uh have sexy candy to jerk off to any longer, um I think we owe it to ourselves and to the listeners to find them a suitable replacement. So I've prepared a small list of mascots that I want your help rating the sexiness on and how likely you are to take them home. 
Uh, fortunately, Kristen uh, doesn't listen to the podcast, and neither does Sarah, so we're free to let our freak flags fly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I, I didn't want to include them in the notes because I didn't want to give you a heads up. So I'm going to pop them into Discord here so you can take a look at them one by one. Oh, boy. Uh, let's see who the first one is here. Okay. Oops, I almost sent that to our D&D group. They would have been very interested in finding <laughs> out why I sent that picture to them. Uh, okay, there we go. I'm on the right one. It's very important when you're sending smut to send it to the person you intended to go to. I did also enlist help with this. Um, so one of our, our dummies, um, Ravinia, in uh, our Facebook group, um, she she's the one that got in trouble for posting um, uh, shit posting. Um, I can't remember. Oh, it was the meme of the guy who had dirty hands, and he stuck his hands down the front of the girl's pants, and when he pulled them back out, his fingers were all clean. Oh, uh-huh. uh huh. She she uh, she didn't get banned for that. Uh, Facebook put her on a watch and made us babysit her and approve her <laughs> post for like a month. But I got I got a hold of her because um, I know that she's really into um, fan art stuff. And so I I messaged her a couple days ago and I said um, we're gonna do a, a a topic for this episode about um, Tucker Carlson being upset that the M&Ms aren't sexy anymore. So I want your help in finding some fan art of other brand uh, mascots to have me present to Russ, and then we can discuss their sexiness and rate whether or not we take them home. So are you ready for that? Not really. (laughs) (laughs) All right, good enough. Uh, So the first one we have here is the Burger King. Now, in this particular photo, the Burger King, uh, I don't think this is fan art. It might be. I can't tell if it's a photo or not. It might be from a commercial. I feel like the Burger King was just weird enough to actually do something like this. I think so, too. So anyone who might not be uh, familiar with the Burger King's mascot, um, he is just dressed in royalty. Well, not in this picture. He's barely dressed at all. (laughs) He's dressed in, like, royal attire, and he has the weird plastic face um, the mask, the helmet, whatever the fuck you want to call it that he wears, and he has the, the Burger King crown on top. Um, in this picture, he is laying on a bearskin rug in next to nothing with a metal hanging around his neck that has the Burger King logo on it, and there's a fireplace behind him and candles, and it looks it looks very romantic. It looks like he's putting in a lot of effort to seduce you here, Russ. I mean, do you not see the amount of sexual tension in this picture? <laughs> the only thing that is missing is a clear bulge where his dick is supposed to be. Yeah, that's an oversight. <laughs> um, I I don't that that smile is gonna creep me out because I know that that mask doesn't come off during the the sexy time. So while he's plowing you, he's going to have that creepy grin on his face the entire time. That's horrifying. <laughs> Um, I think too the entire time he's uh, he's giving you the the rough end of business. I think he's gonna keep repeating over and over, "Have it your way." <sighs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> so, Russ, uh, don't worry for anyone who's uh, wishing they could play along with us and rating how sexy these mascots are. Um, I am going to place these um, on our our, our um, 
social medias, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Though I, I'm going to be cautious because there's one on here that may not be um, Facebook appropriate, and I don't want Zuckerberg bringing down the mighty banhammer on the group. <laughs> so if it gets to be too racy and they warn me about it, uh, it will be on our Twitter because Twitter is the new Pornhub. Basically is. Uh, so on a scale of 1 to 10 how likely are you to uh, let the Burger King have it your way like a (laughs) 2 there's some some slight sexual appeal here but the mask is just too creepy yeah if there had been some wine in there I think we could go a little bit higher than a 2 but it is just candles um, that metal too. While he's he's giving it to you from behind, you may be feeling that metal swing against your back. That can't feel great either. That's probably gonna like borderline break your back with how big that is. Probably. And uh, I can think you imagine that... his strength being able to hold that up? <laughs> oh God, I think too. Uh, I think too that he'll give you that uh, disclaimer that he is also going to break your back. how he means as anybody has guessed but uh all right so we're gonna give the the burger king a two all right fair enough buddy um burger king's not for everybody some people don't love it um i got one here that's more of a childhood uh beloved figure what's uh what's tony the tiger doing for you zero (laughs) what do you mean zero look at him he's He's ripped. He's he's got the red uh uh boxer shorts and that huge bulge and it says big boy on the underwear. He's an animal. <laughs> <coughs> I am in no way, shape, or form any kind of interested in any kind of animal. I, I like too how his chest is completely bare of any fur. Like he just lost all the fur on his chest. It must be like select alopecia. Uh, but he does have those two tufts, right? One uh, in the center of his pecs, which is a, a weird place to keep um, chest hair. Uh, not, I mean, like that much chest hair. Like if someone, if a guy shaves like his back and his um, his torso all around, we know. Um, generally, they'll leave like maybe a little strip there, but not like this big tuft of hair. <laughs> and then, of course, too hard to get a razor in there. Maybe. Well, you can't ignore either the tuft that is clearly meant to be his pubic hair too. Yeah. Um, I feel like someone should get Joe Exotic on the line. This seems more like his thing. (laughs) (laughs) It really does. God, I forget that man exists every once in a while. And then I realized that the country was obsessed with that show in 2020 when the pandemic first, like, really started buckling down on all of us. And we it was lost, the only thing keeping people sane. Yeah, and we lost our goddamn minds for fucking Tiger King. And now we mm. don't talk about it anymore, but Carol Baskin still definitely killed her husband. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh. oh, Jesus fucking Christ. 2020 was a year that nobody would believe ever happened if you told them about it. Nope, you would just think it was a fake fairy tale year. Our children are going to think we've lost our minds when we talk about the great pandemic. <laughs> Uh, so you're not a furry. He's not doing anything for you. Um, you think he has any like uh, uh, narcissist things he likes to to call out during sex? I'm great. I I, I kind of felt like that was a bit on the nose, but maybe he does. Uh, that that's probably his uh, coming phrase. Oh, it, it absolutely is. 
Yeah, he, uh, <laughs> or maybe he's maybe he comes and yells "Frosted Flakes" uh, because <laughs> he, he is frosting your flake. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh, oh, oh God, damn it! <clears throat> All right, no love for Tony. All right, I got another one for you here, buddy. I got five of these in total. This one's um. This one's a little more disturbing. Probably not more so than the tiger, but uh, we have here Sexy Ronald McDonald. That's sexy? I, I, I honestly... Okay, so I only looked at this picture small. I didn't zoom it in. And I thought that he had like really big like pie plate nipples that were pierced. And I realized that they're now pasties with the McDonald's logo on it. And I don't know which is worse. Yeah, uh, those are definitely... I don't think they're necessarily pasties. They might be the McDonald's stickers that we all got as children. <laughs> I forgot about those. <laughs> Which ultimately makes it worse than nipple pasties. Yeah. Uh, so we have a Ronald McDonald um, who is smoking. Uh, I assume it's definitely a joint and not a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> uh he also, I didn't realize this detail either. In one hand, he's holding a bottle. That I did notice. What I didn't notice was the other hand is sliding into his pants. Now, I would normally think that was weird, but apparently that's like a normal thing. To um, drink and jerk off? Well, no. Putting your hand in your pants. Oh. You know, I've got a weird habit of doing it myself. Um, not necessarily with my pants, but at night when I'm brushing my teeth, I'll just kind of slip my hand into the the side um, band of my boxers and just kind of chill there while I'm brushing my teeth with the other one. I do the same thing, and I thought I was weird for it. I did but... too, and I, I keep waiting for Kristen to be like, what are you doing? And I, <laughs> I have to try to defend something that I don't even understand why I do. <laughs> Uh, Sarah and I watched uh, Parks and Rec, and one of the characters like constantly put his hands in his pants. Now, and... there is a difference between you know just leaving a rest there in the band and going for gold. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Mr. McDonald here is going for gold. I mean, his pants are golden, and the arches are golden, and he's he's definitely loving it. You can see it in his face. He absolutely is. So, Mr. Sticker Nipple here, uh, he's at least got a drink for you, unlike the Burger King. So he's already got one... Oh, God, I just burped and talked. Uh, he's got one step in uh, the direction that the Burger King didn't. Uh, what's, what's Ronald doing for you here? He has the booze that would be required to make anything happen. I think you're going to need him if you're going to fuck this clown. Maybe a four, because he's got the booze. He's got that social lubricant. (laughs) Social lubricant. Uh, It's uh, hopefully not going to also be lubricant for other means, but um, I did did expect when I gave you this one that you would have uh, another uh, horrible comment related to a TikTok you'd recently sent me. Oh, God, I don't know what you're talking about. Do you remember... The video to which I responded, that was the longest would you rather I've ever experienced in my entire life. 
I do, but I don't remember what it was. <laughs> okay, I, I don't remember what it was either. What the because it was just one big long draw, and it, like he kept giving like very narrow details. Like he would say, like, "Would you rather this uh, do this?" And it's like, "But on these conditions." And then he would like continue on that one, and then give more conditions. Like it was a very narrow, specific, horrible thing. And then the end was, "Or be a redhead." Uh-huh. And and you sent that to me, and I thought you were going to give him a 0 out of 10 just because he was a redhead. Since apparently you joined on shitting on Redhead Club. Well. Go on, go on, I'm waiting for the justification. <laughs> just going to be telling on myself, I guess. Oh, God. I can't really shit on Redheads because it's like, I like Redheads. There is something about Redheads. That is unexplainable, but they just have like a natural draw to them. And uh, there was there was one redhead girl in college uh, who, oh god, I was a piece of shit in college. That's about when it started too. Um, my my twenties and my whoring around. Um, she was the best friend of a girl that I was dating in college, and she came uh, from like five hours away because we were in Pittsburgh. And they were from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. And it was like a five-hour drive. And she came to stay the weekend with her friend, my current girlfriend. Not current girlfriend. God, Kristen would murder me. Uh, my <laughs> girlfriend at the time. And there was just something about her that I was just like instantly drawn to. And then after me and that girl broke up, I like somehow stayed in contact with her friend. And then after I left pittsburgh i think we had talked and we had said that there was like a connection between us like it was just like some kind of unspoken thing and i ended up hooking up with her um after i came home from college she drove to see me like six hours which was insane because like we didn't know each other very well um but she stayed the weekend at my parents house with me which was also insane because like i didn't think they would let a girl stay the night even (laughs) though i was 18 or 19 at the time um but I just thought, well, like, they know damn well what's going to happen. Um, but I told him that she was just a friend, and then what they should have assumed was going to happen definitely did. Um, <laughs> and that girl, um, I, Kristen refers to her frequently, but I haven't told the story about her. Um, she's the girl that uh, I left on the couch when my parents came home from church, and we had been in the, the process of uh, enjoying our time alone. I remember that story. Yeah, Kristen always refers to her, but never goes into details about who she was or anything. Uh, she was the best friend of a girl that I had dated in, in high school, or not high school, in college. And then after we broke up, I definitely banged her best friend, which made us both terrible people. <laughs> <laughs> and my parents went to church, and we went to uh, town, and uh, they decided that they wanted to come home early, and they came home early, and uh, I didn't get to at all. so uh my great my great scheme was uh, apparently i expected her to also run with me when i heard the door unlocking and so i told her to uh to follow me and i ran to my parents bathroom we there were two bathrooms and uh one was close to my parents room and one was close to my room but going to the one close to my room which was closer was going to involve running across the 
door window, which you could obviously see into and see naked people running through the house. Um, I ran in there and immediately turned on the shower and pretended like I was showering uh, recently before they got home and just left the poor girl on the couch naked and she pulled the blanket up over herself and, I don't know, I guess tried to act naturally like she was just laying there clothed and uh, our clothes were clearly on the floor. Like, there was no good plan in it. I didn't think I was going to get my way out of it, but I thought there was a chance I could at least pretend nothing was happening. And uh, that poor girl went home the next day, uh, and I went with her because I decided I was too fucking embarrassed to stay uh, after my parents had uh, walked in on us and then her specifically being naked. I didn't have clothes either. I left my clothes there on the floor, so I didn't have them in the bathroom. I didn't know what I was going to do after I got out of the shower. (laughs) I I just didn't have any plan at all. I just booked it. So um, I I ended up going back to Pennsylvania with her, and moving in with her for like two weeks while I looked for work, trying to start a new life in Pennsylvania because my parents caught me having sex. Jesus Christ. But uh, also, that's understandable. Yeah. So, all in all, it ended up not working out. But anyway, back to on topic for what we're doing here. Um, what, what did you say for? Yeah. All right, we're moving on then to our next fella, and of course it has to be a fella. Now, I did, I didn't purposely choose all men, um, but when Ravinia uh, started sending me things, it was like eleven o'clock at night, and I was trying to go to bed for the night. My phone kept going off, and my watch kept dinging, and I was like, "This is fucking stupid! Like, how many pictures is she gonna send me?" I don't, I didn't do the count, but there must have been fifty pictures or so. Jesus I, Christ! I, I eventually muted my phone because I got tired of hearing it. And uh, she said, oh, God, you may have made a mistake. The floodgates are open. <laughs> and I hope she meant that she was finding a bunch of pictures and not other men. So. Jesus Christ. <laughs> she said she had a gallery of 9,000 photos to go through. So she, these are all from like, her private <clears throat> collection. Uh, and some of them were like, they weren't like just uh, implied sexiness or just like... Um, uh, um, What's the word I'm looking for? Like, very open sexual. It wasn't like porn. These aren't going to be pornographic images, with the exception of the last one. But they were like Bayonetta, and I don't know if there's a blonde woman who's also uh, one of like the main characters of Bayonetta. There's a white-haired girl. Maybe it was supposed to be her or something. Um, but it was just like them, like just tits full on out uh, in sh- leather straps and stuff. And I was like... That wasn't exactly what I was looking for. <laughs> I wanted like brand characters who were maybe uh, just depicted in a sexual way, not necessarily full on having pornographic sex. All right, so next up we have here the KFC Colonel. This one's Smash. not so much. <laughs> this one's not so much sexual as he looks like he's on one of those boyfriend dating simulator games. Do you not know about the KFC dating sim? Of course there's a KFC dating sim. No, I don't know about it. This is a direct uh, picture from it, I assume. Yeah, and uh, KFC actually made it. That's cringy as fuck. Now, like, I, I, I can appreciate Arby's making, like, D&D shit and stuff like that, but they didn't make a dating sim. As a matter of fact, uh, I mentioned before that we were playing Catherine for the book club game. Right. This was one of the contenders of possibly playing it. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm so glad Catherine won out. It sounds like a better time. I only have enough room in my heart for one dating sim. <laughs> oh. 
Oh, but yeah, I'd smash. I mean, he is a very pretty version of the Colonel. Um, this version of the Colonel doesn't look like an old man like he's depicted in everything else. He looks to be just like a white-haired anime character. Yeah, they made him like a daddy. Yeah, there's there's nothing inherently sexy about him, but he definitely does have that anime daddy kind of um, mm-hmm. um, appearance. Um, so so of the, the four that we've seen so far, this one you, you're definitely smashing. Yep. That's fair. Don't he even can... need alcohol for that one. I mean, he might have chicken grease on hand. You can use it for lube. That's what I'm saying. I, <laughs> it reminds me. <laughs> oh, God. I used to be a culinary student in high school. I did a vocational school for two years in culinary. <coughs> and we had to do something. I don't fucking remember what it was with ham. And it was so greasy. And it was just like, it was just so much everywhere. And the poor girl I stood next to who was helping me prepare this ham, <laughs> I just said, you know, this would make an amazing lube. It's both tasty and it smells delicious. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that poor girl. <laughs> it's not the worst thing I've ever said to a girl. I think the worst thing I might have ever said to a girl was... Um, we were. I was at Walmart with my family shopping to get ready to go to college, and this girl that I had a crush on in high school was there, and she had, over the summer, really gotten pregnant. And, uh, and we were there getting stuff for college, and my parents told me to go to get um, uh, coat hangers, uh, not coat hangers, clothes hangers uh, from my closet in my dorm. And I ran into the girl, and I was just chatting her up, and I was being you know kind of flirty with her. And uh, I said, oh, what are you here for? She said, oh, we're just here to get a couple of things for the house. And she asked what I was here for. And I said, oh, just something that could probably solve both of our problems. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> it might not surprise you. I never heard from that girl again. <laughs> no, that is not surprising. Oh, God. I felt, I've thought about her so many times over the years. <laughs> I can't remember her name now, but I hope she's doing well. <laughs> and the child that I threatened with a joke. <laughs> oh, it's still a funny joke. I wasn't meant to be a father. Probably uh, not. I have, I have uh, thrown that joke at my own children. Um, Amelia, when she was probably like one, uh, we'd be putting laundry away and she'd be in her crib and she'd get a hold of one of the hangers and start playing with it. I'd be like, oh, no, honey, it's too late for that. (laughs) 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 Oh, this fucking episode's really gone off the rails. It really has. All right, so 10 out of 10, you're going to smash the colonel. Yep. All right. This one, this last one, uh, was among the ones that I said I wasn't initially going to use because it was... um, it was too much for what I was looking for, but I decided I needed to um, to throw it in just because it's you we're talking about here. So <laughs> here you go, buddy. My boy! <laughs> They've massacred my boy. <laughs> what we're looking at, <coughs> what we're looking at is some eldritch horror. <laughs> Kirby, <laughs> I can't even fucking say it. Kirby has two giant balls, which are also Kirby's, but they're hairy. <laughs> and he's got a little chode for a wiener. 
<laughs> his wiener has his face on it. Oh, God, his wiener does have a face on it. Well, that's pretty typical for anything in Kirby's world, right? Doesn't, like, the trees and everything else have faces? No. I thought there was a tree that had a face. There's a, a boss that's a tree. Oh, okay. Well, in any case, this wood definitely has a face on it. <laughs> this is the reason I don't think I can post this series of pictures on Facebook or Instagram. <laughs> Yeah, you definitely can't post this one on Facebook or uh, this, Instagram. This one's going on Twitter, people. I I don't even want to pin it because I don't want it to be who, what we're known for. I don't want I don't want this to be the episode that makes the podcast take off. <coughs> and it's because of these pictures. Jesus Christ! Oh, they're so happy though. Look how happy the testicles are. His testicles can give you a blowjob. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I bet that docking experience would feel amazing though oh probably uh, it looks like it uh, it looks like there's quite a bit of uh, flexible skin to go inward <laughs> <sighs> oh Jesus Christ uh, well it's got a mouth too so you'd be getting a blowjob and docking at the same time oh my god why is everything able to blow you this thing this, this Kirby abomination was meant for an orgy <laughs> I fucking hate it. (laughs) (coughs) Oh, Jesus Christ. This is Uh, a negative 10. This isn't... That seems a bit harsh, buddy. He looks like he could pleasure you in so many ways. My boy is ruined. (laughs) All right. All right. I'll take your negative 10. I probably deserve it for that one. (laughs) You do. Oh, so there we go. We we found some alternatives to the Eminem spokes candies being made unsexy, and we've brought some others to you that you can find on Twitter because it's the only porn friendly place we can put. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh, I'm so sorry I did that to you. You should be. You'll have to personally thank Ravinia for that as well. Thanks. Oh, oh. God damn it. Uh, well, in any case, as a result of the controversy of M&M's not being sexy enough or, or being too sexy, I don't even know anymore, I can't keep up, uh, Mars has decided that they are going to temporarily uh, retire, uh, or they said indefinitely retire, um, the candy uh, spokes uh, people, I, whatever you want to fucking call them. And Maya Rudolph, who is a, a actress and comedian, uh, is going to become the new mascot of M&M's because they say that she is a um, widely beloved and um, not controversial figure, which I don't think is true because I've heard some of her comedy. And I'm pretty sure <laughs> the same people who don't appreciate Candy being unsexified is not going to appreciate her. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, a lot of people are speculating this might actually just be a, public, a publicity stunt because the Super Bowl is coming up, so we'll see if that happens to be the case. I do hope that they do some kind of commercial for M&M's and just call out these weird perverts like Tucker Carlson during a paid Super Bowl spot. That would be amazing. Uh, so we'll wait and see what Mars has in plan for uh, the future and uh, see if the candies come back to being the spokes um, mascots. I don't, I don't, I have nothing else for that. <laughs> no. 
Um, I do want to say that they are not the only ones who have made changes due to recent uprise. Um, A and W has also jumped on the bandwagon, <laughs> and they have released a statement saying, "America, let's talk." Since 1963, Rudy the Great Root Beer Root Bear has been our beloved spokesbear. We knew people would oh shit fucking pop ups. God damn it. We knew people would notice because he's literally a six-foot bear walking in an orange sweater. Or wearing an orange sweater. I can't fucking read anymore. I'm, I'm so caught up on that Kirby image. It's burned my retinas. Um, but now we get it. Even a mascot's lack of pants can be polarizing. Therefore, we have decided that Rudy will wear jeans going forward. Not to worry, though. He will remain our official spokesbear. After all, he is an unbearably cute and impossible to replace. We are confident Rudy will continue to champion good food, good times for many years to come, now in denim. Um, uh, I didn't even know they had a mascot. Yeah, I don't think I was aware up until then either. Uh, A&W did also uh, comment on that a day later and say, it's now a good time to mention that this is a joke. (laughs) (laughs) So they're they're just absolutely trolling. people who have an issue with it and also i don't think they're trolling mars i think they're they're aware mars is just trying to get people to shut the fuck up about sexy candy but you never know i guess yeah um and uh another article uh that i had found where they had mentioned they were going to make maya rudolph their uh, spokesperson uh instead Oh, uh, so they said uh, in this article, while we can't say much more now, fans should keep an eye on MMS social media channels and MMS.com to see more of Maya's journey, and we will share more of the Spokes Candy's new pursuits over the next few weeks, MM said in an email. So that makes me believe they're up to something that's not going to be a beloved (laughs) response to all of this nonsense. Probably not. I can only hope. I I pray for some kind of um, brand bashing. Uh, All right, buddy. As we uh, wind down from our topic, how do you feel so far about this episode? Disgusted. Oh, good. I think then we can continue on. Ravinia left us one more gift for the week. Uh, She told me to Google the term soggy biscuit, but because I knew that it was possibly a good... Uh, worst of humanity uh, segment for the week I didn't do it and I let Kristen do it and she is absolutely giddy with delight about us doing it so you want to take a guess at what soggy biscuit is I might know oh I I thought about uh, asking you if you were familiar with this one because sometimes you are but I stopped checking because you've been so um, out of the loop about them go ahead and tell me what you think it is I think it's when a bunch of guys jerk off around a cracker or a cookie, and the last person to come has to eat it. (laughs) I think you're right. I think that that sounds familiar. Um, So we skipped the guessing, because now that you say that, it does sound... Yep, that's what it is. A male masturbation game. Contestants all jack off onto a digestive biscuit. Whoever shoots his load first onto the biscuit is deemed the winner. The loser eats the biscuit. I hate knowing things. Yeah, that one. We're right where we belong again. I, you, you knew the exact word for that phenomenon, and you knew exactly what the soggy biscuit was. Uh-huh. Who does these games, though? Who is this for? I don't know. I just... 
I don't not this has to be a frat thing, right? Like a a hazing game. That's what my first thought went to was like a college thing. How like how do you how, how do you bring yourself I think you're trying to think too much about it when it's something you really should not be thinking about. But I just I've never I've never had to masturbate in a performative manner in front of somebody. So like I'm concerned how you bring yourself to the mindset of being able to do a circle jerk <laughs> knowing if you don't eat it or you don't get it <coughs> before last you're going to have to eat it. There is zero chance I would play that. You yeah, god damn it. I don't I don't know. I I would have to do everything in my collective knowledge of what is supposed to stimulate a man's prostate and help with the jacket. I would do everything, no matter how much I didn't want to do it. I'd be grabbing something to stick up my asshole to try to stimulate my prostate, hoping that I just trigger the cum mechanism. Uh, I don't even know that we need to give a sentence for this, but... Here we are. Oh man, what a night. We played Soggy Biscuit again. Atkins came straight away and I had to eat the cookie. We played it again. This was something that people are doing recreationally, Russ. Fucking awful. <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> okay, here's another here's another sentence for the same thing. Mark won Soggy Biscuit again because he jacks off like a fiend and can only last 30 seconds when he gets near an actual woman. Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so there you go. Uh, It doesn't hurt to never, uh, to not have stamina. God fucking damn it. God fucking damn it. There, There are so many, um... Oh, apparently, uh, this this um, definition of soggy biscuit says it's a pub rugby game. Uh, it's what? also it's a it's a pub slash rugby game. So apparently, the that, British are the ones playing it. That makes sense. It is also known as a wank biscuit, or in America, an ookie cookie. Ew. <laughs> Uh, it also says what Swedish people eat on Christmas. I don't. I don't think the Swedish people are eating fucking cum biscuits for Christmas. Uh, uh, it, it might just be a family celebration. <laughs> I'm sure that that video is on Pornhub somewhere under family strokes. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. I think I've had enough. I I have to eat something because I feel ill. So this is this has been. <laughs> This has been a ride. It certainly has. It, I mean, so has any uh, death uh, um, uh, scene in uh, Final Destination, but <laughs> this is definitely one. <laughs> oh, God. All right, buddy. Well, I don't know what you got planned for the rest of your evening, but I hope that you take with, the, uh, take with you all of the magic that we've made here today. <laughs> All I will be thinking about is Kirby now. <laughs> God, I'm so sorry if that image pops into your mind the next time you're getting intimate. <laughs> and, you uh, should. 
give uh give give sarah my condolences (laughs) all right buddy i uh i think that's gonna do it for us this week all right thanks guys (laughs) it's been something (laughs) thanks guys for tuning in uh please catch us every tuesday uh whenever we decide to release this it used to be at a set time and then we've got sloppy and can't seem to recover so whenever we put it out (laughs) Uh, but it will be Tuesday at some point, even if that happens to be a minute till midnight. If you want to stay in touch with the podcast, you can reach us at a multitude of places. Join us in our Discord server, where fellow dummies chat with each other, share memes that are a little spicy for social media platforms. You can find the link to that in our other social media platforms. You can join us on our Facebook page at Overdue for Extinction, where you can join other dummies in participating in weekly discussions about the episodes, as well as polls from our icebreakers and even more shitposting. We make announcements over at Twitter at O4EPod, where you can stay up to date on any news from us regarding episode drops, special announcements, and potentially contests in the future. And if you want to see content related to each episode, We usually post about three to four images or links, videos, and more about the content that we cover, and you can find that over at Instagram or on our Facebook page at Overdue for Extinction. We also have a TikTok also at Overdue for Extinction, where you can find more things to laugh at after you've obviously listened to our week's episode. If you also want to send us personal dumb stories to be read on the show or other great content related to segments we do, you can send that material over to us at overdueforextinction at gmail.com, as well as in our Discord server where we have channels dedicated to each segment. Be sure to also give us your birth date so we can do a personal birthday shout-out and a Florida Man story just for you. Be sure also to rate and review the show to help other dummies find their way home to us, and be sure to spread the good word to others as well as inviting your your friends, your family, and your mortal enemies to join our social media platforms, because who would want to hoard all the good times for themselves? And most importantly, stay smart and stay safe, dummies.